A year ago this week, I asked the members of my family three questions. A place they would like to visit, something that they would like to learn, and a problem that they would like to help with. Um, suffice to say that we basically did none of our visiting intentions. Um, places that people in our family wanted to visit were Paris, somewhere where they could see the Northern Lights, Greece, Scotland, and the Turtle Hospital in Key West. So the Turtle Hospital is the only place of those places that we were able to visit in the year 2020. We did get a lot of our learning goals in. The three children had intentions of learning to care for an animal, learning to wrap, and learning to wreck dive. And actually all three of the kids did those things. We got a dog this year, so there was a lot of conversation about how to take care of an animal. Our middle son has been super into rap and not just listening, but writing his own raps and spoken word. And he's like a huge Lin-Manuel Miranda fan. And he did a deep dive into that this year. So I don't know that he was consciously aware of sticking to his intention, but he did. And our eldest son um, got certified as a scuba diver last December. And while he's not certified as a wreck diver, we were able to dive some shallow wrecks last January. So we got to cross that off the list. Of course, when we sat down a year ago, we had no way of knowing how the year would unfold. That some of the very basic parts of our life, like, you know, attending school, <laughs> going to the gym, that those things would change dramatically this year. So I think when it comes to setting intentions or thinking through what's to come in the year ahead, I'm a little bit gun shy because it just feels like, hey, it's really hard to predict what might happen and what variables we might find ourselves needing to work with. Trepidation aside, though, I am a big believer in the importance of both looking back over a period of time like the last year and in setting our sights on what's to come, looking forward, setting intention, building momentum, making a goals list, however you do it. But it's the ability to shift some energy into the future, into the space that's yet to be. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means, sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. So despite my reticence to plan too much for the year ahead, I did create a uh, vision document, <laughs> we'll call it. My kids called it a worksheet, but it's not a worksheet. It's a vision document um, that I gave to every member of our family that had some questions to help them think through their intentions, hopes, desires for the coming year. Um, some of the questions are pretty straightforward. Where would you like to travel? What would you like to learn? I included what problem would you like to tackle? And then I included something that you would like to improve about yourself in 2021. 
which my family had really interesting answers to this question. It's kind of a cool question to ask children because their, you know, sense of self-reflection and improvement is, you know, coming from their own developmental perspective. And also you get a lot of insight into how they're feeling and seeing themselves by asking a question like this. I also asked them, is there something that you'd like to purchase in 2021? A friendship or relationship that you would like to improve? What new thing would you like to try? What creative goal do you have for yourself? Of course, uh, three of the five members of our family are hoping to publish a book in 2021, so watch out world. That's, that's the creative goal that was popular this year. And then I asked two final questions. When we sit down for dinner on December 31st, 2021, what will you be most proud of about your year? And then when we sit down for dinner on December 31st, 2021, how will your life be different than it is today? So there's nothing particularly magical or special about these questions, but the asking of the questions, I think, is where there can be a little bit of magic. That we all really benefit from the ability to utilize our capacity to forecast, to utilize our capacity to imagine ourselves in a future place and time and to, to mentalize what that's going to feel like, what it's going to be like, what we are going to be like at this future point in time. This ability to have future orientation is something that I've talked a lot about on the podcast. It's one of the most important protectors against depression, against suicidal ideation, and even completed suicide is this idea or this practiced ability to be able to put yourself into the future. When we don't have that ability, when we can't time travel in the future we can really face some significant mental health consequences because we, we've lost our deep sense of ability to envision how the conditions that we currently are in will change. Of course, it's become a, a little bit of like t-shirt existentialism, this mantra that change is the only constant. It's stated so often that I think it's one of those things that can lose its significance or the depth of its meaning. But change is constant. And as humans, that's a really good thing. Because if we've learned nothing from the absolute dumpster fire of 2020, we've learned that none of us do very well when we're stuck. None of us do very well when we're restricted in our movements, in our freedoms and our relationships and our choices. None of us like that, even if it's for a greater cause and a greater good. Although the new year is here and we made it through the darkest days of winter, we made it through the holiday season, and we've even made it to the point that there is a very hopeful vaccine beginning to circulate. Many of my physician friends have already received their first dose. So the movement here is helpful. We realize that the conditions that we were living in last April or May when we were, frankly, most of us quite terrified of what this virus could do and was going to happen, those conditions have changed. And for many, one of the mental health tools that we used to get through the hard parts of this year was the sense that it won't always be like this, that there will be some change. And that's what keeps us hopeful. It keeps us well. It keeps us sane. A wave of recent research studies is painting a pretty bleak picture about mental health 
in the U.S., really mental health around the world in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. A number of studies indicate that depression has tripled um, in U.S. adults in the last year. We're also, of course, seeing increases in anxiety and in suicidal ideation and suicidal behavior. So now more than ever, my friends, is it important to be able to enter that mental practice of change, of being able to see yourself one year from now, not feeling so worried, not feeling so depressed or so desperate, of being able to picture yourself three years from now, five years from now, going about life under a different set of conditions. I know that the new year is supposed to be a time of really a lot of like excitement and joy and celebration. And I think for many of us, we're really happy that there's a new year coming and, you know, some changes in government and things like that, that for some can help alleviate some of the anxiety and fear that they've been living in. But I do think it's also important to recognize that this holiday season was a bright spot and there's still a long winter ahead. <laughs> there's still going to be a long time before the virus is more under control, more people are vaccinated, etc. So there's this big buildup to the end of the year. And absolutely, please, please go and make your plans, set your intentions, fill out your dream sheets, make your vision boards, do all of the things that help you to do that mental practice of being in a future state with different conditions. But please don't forget to tenderly care for the parts of you that are still sad, that are still struggling, that are really in the midst of the blues, the pain of what's been happening all around you and to you. We can celebrate the certainty of change, the 100% predictability that you will not always feel exactly like this. But we can do that while also acknowledging exactly how you feel in this moment and why the emotional reaction the wisdom that is within you that's reacting against something that's happening around you that are less than ideal conditions, that that's also okay to be gentle to, to tend carefully. So the future orientation is freedom, it's hope, it's not pressure. It's not something that you use to force yourself into greater productivity or lofty goals. Really listen to the kind of hope and change that most serves you right now. This New Year's is different this year. The year has been different. Also, we're all just a lot more fragile. So let it be different. If you are the, the person who likes to linearly set out a bunch of goals and identify all of the benchmark goals that need to be met each month in order to lead to your ultimate goal of the year, maybe do it a little more... Uh, fluidly this year. Maybe use images, maybe use words, maybe use a retreat day instead of a bunch of bullet points. Stretch yourself. Let yourself do it differently this year. There's deep value in taking stock of where you are in this moment. And then assessing where you would like to be emotionally, logistically, in your business, in your relationships. Focus your intention setting on things that are internal and relatively controllable by you. I was really struck in our family's exercise last year that a lot of the things that we plan to do, like travel, 
we couldn't do it. They didn't happen. But the things that we wanted to learn about, the things that we wanted to set our minds to, we all achieved those goals. So I think when you are dealing with lots of unknowns and lots of instability, you want to direct your energy towards the things that are most accessible to you, no matter what the external conditions. You can decide to make this a year of growth. You can decide to make it a year of connection. You can decide to make it a year of more personal reflection. Let's raise a glass and welcome change together. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.